Welcome back to Four Fit Podcast. Metal Matt here. Big John Stud, Wild Bill, J Lo. What a proper opening to a not so proper ending to the Eagle season. It's the first time we've been able to get back together since the Super Bowl. Super Bowl 57 now behind us. All the storylines, all the hype, all the what ifs, the what have yous have all come to light. And unfortunately, the Eagles, although played a one hell of a game, unfortunately came up short against the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-35. And I know we've had enough time to sit and stare at the wall and gather our thoughts. But it's really boiled down to just a tale of two halves, right, fellas? It's the Eagles put up a dominant performance in the first half dominating in almost every category, time of possession, passing yardage, rushing yardage, you name it. They go into halftime with a 10-point lead. Things are looking up, looking good. Can't say the same thing about the second half. Andy Reid and and the boys in red made some adjustments, which the Eagles failed to provide a counterpunch for in the second half. Pat Mahomes was Pat Mahomes, uh, looking like a Hall of Fame legendary quarterback. And they came back, uh, and statistically, I know I know Jesse probably has the stat, but it's uh, they're calling it tw- the 26-2, and two, you know, and the Eagles being on the two side of that. The only other team is the Atlanta Falcons coming back from a deficit of 10 plus points or something like that. I don't know. I'll let JLo say it or when I'm done ranting here, but I mean, really it was, it was a full collapse the second half. And you, know, you say what you will about the last play. There was so many things that contributed to that loss and I'm sure we'll get into it. Sloppy third downs, costly fumbles, turnovers, uh, our special teams allowing a Super Bowl record-breaking punt return, kickoff return to set up the field the field position. Uh, I think that that flag, I mean, was kind of a bummer because it it took away at least a minute and a half of a, of a of a what if of you know what if Jalen and the boys had had a minute and change to to move the ball down the field, which we were moving all game. Uh, and if you take your, your fandom away from this as an Eagles fan, I, it's going to go down in my opinion as one of the all time great Super Bowls. I mean, as a neutral fan watching this game, how could you not be entertained Two high power offenses, you know, counter punching one another scoring all over the place, dynamic plays. But the one thing that was missing, especially on the Eagles side was defense, Defensive strategy, uh, a sense of, of of knowing what the hell is going on. Uh, Andy Reid won that won that chess chess match before it even began. So, you know, the flag at the end, it made for a weird ending, right? It was just made a it made it for an awkward type of conclusion to the game. But God, there was just looking back. So many, so many things that 
were just not handled right. In a game that, you know, when you look at it, it was Jalen Hurts played outstanding, yet he had one of the most costly, you know, turnovers in the game. It's just, uh, it's just crazy when you have two teams that are the best teams in the conference playing at the highest level for the most prestigious title in the world in football, how microscopic the things get. And I'm just going to open it up to the floor for you guys to add to, to that. I mean, how microscopic are we going to get this, this, you know, I mean, there's obvious things, but you know, I mean, there's, it, it boiled down to a lot of just simple, simple things. And again, you know, the calls were all, it seemed to be going Kansas city's way. You know, the awkward review type situation seemed to fall in the Chiefs' favor. And that, you kind of have to have that. We talked about this, the nauseam, like the luck factor, the, you know, the, the what if type of situations, the 50 50 type calls. You, you got to have some of those go, go their way, your way. And it just seemed like the birds weren't getting them going their way all game. Uh, so I don't know, guys. What do you think? I mean, anything well, to add? I mean, thank thank God uh, we don't have a special teams problem because I I feel like I was the only one all year saying, hey, special teams is a problem. And and I would get eye roll emojis and, and get dismissed on the podcast. And everybody thought I was a fucking jerk off, not knowing what I'm talking about. And oh, wow. I mean. In, in, I, 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 well, I am a jerk off. You I are a jerk off. I believe I said it's going to kick bite us in the DS at the worst time. And sure enough, it did. And, you know, it was really great today when I saw on Twitter that Michael Clay is coming back because we don't have a special teams problem. Anything they put out on Twitter must be true. Well, I mean, you don't you – wouldn't, you wouldn't have Sirianni coming out and saying – I'm bringing Michael Clay back and firing him. I'm, I mean, I'm glad that, um, that cleft chin fuck is in Arizona now. Um, oh. I'm, I'm glad that he felt that blowing Do elaborate, the second biggest, Monty. uh, victory or second biggest, uh, loss in Super Bowl history was a learning experience for him. I'm, I'm glad those 26 points in the second half were a learning experience for him. Fuck that dude. Fuck him. It was an epic collapse. The fact that the, the the fact that they could run the same exact play on back-to-back drives and beat us on back-to-back drives is is infuriating. The fact that after the first one that somebody didn't deal with it and be like, "We're not de- we're not getting burned on this again this year. We're not." And they. The, the Chiefs ran the same exact play the next the next series they had the ball and they scored again. And and this clown's talking about learning experiences. It's just it's infuriating. You I mean you already brought it up. 26 and 2. We're the first team to score 30 over 35 points and lose the Super Bowl. That's the, first. that that's those stats I was alluding to. That's the stats. Anyone else want to jump in on the forfeit Super Bowl therapy episode? Bill, do you want me to go? You can feel free, my friend. Well, time's yours. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Um, 
I will say that Jesse did bring that up many a times during the podcast during the season. Um, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. Um, I think that it was a very pivotal point of the game. Um, but I think a lot of what I'm going to discuss is going to be less emphasis on coach on the coaches and more about the players because as much as we'd like to point our fingers at coach Nick Sirianni, ex defensive coordinator, uh, Jonathan Gannon, ex offensive coordinator, Shane Steichen and current special teams coach, Michael Clay. I feel like a lot of finger pointing should go towards <laughs> some of the players on this team as opposed to the coaches. Now I will say this, that everyone, it's a team game from the top down. Everyone has a, you know, a, um, a piece of the pie. But the one thing that, well, you guys know, I, I didn't want to record right away for this because I wanted to soak it in a little bit. And I also wanted to rewatch the game because one of the things that I've learned as frustrated as I get after a, as a loss or as excited as I get a, after a win, I think it's important to actually go back and watch it in, 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 in time where you can rewind and understand. Literally, it's like reading a book for the second time. And the one thing that really stood out to me was that this game was 2017 minus minus Brandon Graham getting that fumble on Tom Brady. Um, it was a, a a boxing match between two great offenses and two defenses that kind of were just saying, all right, let's see who breaks first. Obviously, we broke first, but, you know, everyone's really to fall for this, you know, we would sit here and say we can point the finger at special teams and I would go all the way back to the first quarter and we start to break this team, this game down. And it was a total domination in the first half, total domination. The one thing that stuck out about the first half was that series where um, Isaac Sayamalo gets that penalty and the next play is the Hurts fumble. So for as much as I want to blame Jalen Hurts for holding, not holding onto the football, um, if we don't make those little tiny mistakes of a penalty, maybe that play doesn't happen. Um, as far as the defense is concerned, there's obviously some ineptitude in the secondary. And to let a team beat you, as Jesse said, two times in a row in the goal line, doing the same exact play, which I don't know if you guys have seen recently, the formation that the Patriot, or excuse me, that the Chiefs ran on the second play to, I'm sorry, the first play to Tony um, was actually the wrong formation. Um, but they still ran the same play. That being said, Avante Maddox has a lot of explaining to do, more than I think Jonathan Gannon has a lot of explaining to do, because him and Slay were the two corners that did the exact same thing exact same times. So I don't blame Jonathan Gannon for all of it, but he definitely has a large piece of the pie along with the players, but he's not out there making the plays. Um, I mean, go ahead, man. The, the problem is on the, on that play, the corners hand off to the safety. Jacksonville showed it on film earlier in the year that if you reverse the motion by the way that Gannon runned this defense run, the safeties don't 
they don't switch back. They continue to the the safety continues to go the one way, the corner continues to go the other way, and the problem is when the receiver cuts back in the other direction, both of them are are basically holding their dicks as the guy walks in <laughs> by himself. So Jacksonville does it, exposes the flaw. The Chiefs see it in 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 film study, and they use it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I guess my rebuttal to that is. They've seen it. They're probably coached it, but did they execute? And I, and I and I don't know the answer to that. We probably never know the answer to that unless someone talks to Avante Maddox, because um, he was the one that pe- let them pass. Um, well, the safety didn't get there in time. Well, they were in man coverage, <laughs> so I I don't know how the safety is going to get from cover zero <laughs> to end zone in a matter of time. So I, I listen, I'm not, a, I don't, I don't consider myself a fo- football guru, but if you're in man coverage, stay in man coverage. Don't let them, don't pass off your receiver. Um, especially at the goal line. But what do I know? So to me, it's, against, it's more against the team who had the most red zone touchdowns out of any team in the league. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to run a simple rub route or something, I mean, okay, you, you, you know how to play it. Right. But when you watch the guy in motion come across Maddox sort of comes to the line with him and kind of points off. And then that guy just turns around and breaks. And that's the same reason why Bradbury sort of grabbed um, what's his face. I forget his name and gets the holding or Juju gets the holding penalty. And it's sort of similar to that. I mean, he's, he's going a different direction, but he grabs onto him. Like he didn't even go. Well here. Okay. We're sitting here. John, I, I just want to – this thought just came up. Yeah. We're sitting here nuking the secondary. Let's talk about our defensive line for a second too, okay? If we were able to get even you know, get some pressure on Patrick Mahomes, maybe, the, maybe the, the Chiefs wouldn't have even have been in the positions that they were in the red zone to you know, get some stops. Like we were talking about it all week how – Dominant our D-line D was going to just beat the living hell out of the Chiefs O-line. We were going to make it look like a mediocre O-line. Our defense is so, you know, our, D, our defensive line is so dominant, bop, 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 bop. It, we looked like a mediocre defensive line. I mean, Pat Mahomes had all day back there with one and a half legs. I mean, I will say, and I hate to make excuses for it, like somebody put together Don't a clip do it. on Twitter. I know exactly what you're going to do. Don't do it. (laughs) Well, no, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but like every time one of the, one of our edges tried to plant and cut their feet shot right out from under them and they ended up on their ass. Yeah. But just sod gate. Well, so you said again, 26 and two, there's no excuse. Yeah. But it, it, it goes back eventually. It essentially goes back at some point to the coaches and the players. Like, if you realize that both teams are playing on the same field and the field sucks and you can't get pressure to Mahomes, you need to change something because he's carving you up in the secondary. You need to do something different. And the Eagles coaches decided we are not going to do anything differently. We are going to do what we do and we're going to win or lose on it. And we well, and they mastered that short, well, that I, short I, pass game. You know, I also think we were exposed in, in, not only just the secondary, but the linebacker uh, core as well. Exactly. 
numerous times you can watch um, a run come up the middle or a misdirection, and T.J. Edwards is not in the right spot. When we talk about pressure in the quarterback, we're not getting to them. You're also letting Juju Smith-Schuster, um, MVS, um, and another tight end, a second-string tight end, you know, get com- get completions. And we also had we made Pacheco look like a healthy Christian McCaffrey. Oh and, yeah, and don't get me wrong, like that he's a good runner, that guy. Oh yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, I mean, just from a secondary standpoint, getting back to that. going into this, we knew Travis Kelsey was going to be an issue. The first half, he carved us up. Now, regardless of the fact that we're not getting pressure, if you're not going to do anything to take away Travis Kelsey, to Jesse's point, then what are you doing? Like You have to adjust. Right. I don't know if the adjustments were there or, again, personnel-wise. They came too late. They just came too late. uh, Personnel-wise, like who's going to cover Travis Kelsey? Who's going to step up? Good, Bill. I know you got some stuff on your mind. I don't. I just have one thing to say that I'm never watching football again for the rest of my life. <laughs> and and I, I that was a by the way, that was a fucking catch. Devontae Smith, he that was a catch, and that they stole four points from us. That was a fucking catch. Well, it, it's funny you mentioned that, Jesse, because one of the things I think I talked about maybe with Bill on Sunday was that yeah. in 17. We got all those calls, right? Yep. If you go back and yeah. look at that Corey Clement catch, you could you could flip a coin and that in today's today's day, like that might even not be a catch because of the way his foot was on the outside uh edge of the uh, of the line there. But Gene's territory, if you ever wa- watch the NFL films version of it, he's like, listen, he has control, it moves a little bit, but he never not had control. So it was a touchdown. But man, that was well, are were we also talking, John, when his knee went down out of bounds? At that point, he still had control of the ball. Right. Yeah. So I mean, again, it goes back to right, it's it's mistakes, but then at, at the same token, you can't the one thing I think you have to take away and learn from this is you have to win so much to a point where you have to take the referees out of the game, right? That has to be a catch, whether it's thrown in, it's got to be thrown closer to the sideline and it's got to have enough room for your two feet to be in there and no questions asked, right? You can't put yourself in a position where you're fumbling the ball, right? You can't kick a low-lying kick uh, when, when you know, it's a one-possession game and, you know, you have to... You can't you give to, up 65-yard kick returns. Yeah, you have to do things to, to take... I mean, I guess the punt's a bad example, but you have to take things. You can't put yourself in a position where you're going to hold a guy, whether or not the guy was called, the, the refs were calling it or not. I, there was a there were plenty of Twitter videos of, of, of that guy, the, the tackle, putting his hands on Josh Sweat's face. There's a shot of uh, Jalen Hurts uh, during the fumble. His face mask was being pulled. You, you, you can't do things to let the officials control or be able to dictate the game. That's, a lot of the player analysts were saying they were, they, they didn't understand why the Eagles were wearing black gloves. And the, when the chiefs were wearing white jerseys, hmm. they were like, that's like, that's like, that's like a bill Belichick, like textbook one Oh one strategy for, you know, setting up like going up against an opponent. As soon as you know what jersey color they're wearing, like the the defense, they're wearing gloves to blend in, so mm-hmm. it makes it harder for the refs to 
to to see those little ticky tack things. Yeah, and I mean, okay, sorry, Josh. Take that for what you no. what what you want. I mean, but that's just it. It's it's psychological, right? No, and you're, I mean it's true. And in a game like this, you need to you're you have to have marginal gains in everything. Um, like John said, but, take do everything you can to take the referees out of it. And I mean, at the end of the day, we didn't get a single stop in the second half. The Chiefs got a couple of them. We got none of them. Like, uh, but Jesse, the, I also the, the one thing I want to also talk about is I don't want to kill. Yes, the defense was a big part of it, but also like you're. It's not like our offense didn't make mistakes either. It was like a total. When you talk about a total team, our effort, offense gave up flaws. Seven points. Well, not just that. Like that that pass to um, Fast Batman. That's that's a catch. That sh- you have to catch that ball. Oh yeah, you have we, to catch that ball. You have to. I think maybe you, Jesse, had sent on the send the Twitter link around about the hot reads, and that that was probably. And everyone was sort of talking about that was the pivotal play of the game. It was a it was a third down play. Um, Hertz gets pressure. He sort of rolls around. And sort of throw, he throws it away to the sideline, incomplete pass, and then they, I believe they, yeah, they punt, and that was the punt low. But I, yeah, you know, again, offensively, you know, we're pretty generally good on third down. But when, you know, <laughs> you don't block, and you're luckily your quarterback can do something with his legs rather than getting blown up. Um, you know, that a play like that happened earlier in the first half, and it was sent to Zach Pascal on the sideline and he was able to, to make a play. But, you know, again, it, I don't want to pinpoint it all on the defense because yeah, yeah. It was an epic failure from the defensive perspective, but at the same token, offensively speaking, if you're not kicking field goals and you're scoring, then you don't have to, you don't have to worry about it. And I think all season, my gripe with the defense has been, yeah, we've been really good on offense, but our defense has not really in the second half of the season, I'll say, wasn't really there to um, help us out. They were they were sort of letting teams back into games, and I thought that that was a red flag. Um, that's why I thought that this score would have been a lot closer. Obviously, it was closer than what you all were saying, but you know, it, it was a multi. What I'm saying overall, multi-dimensional mistakes all around, and the Chiefs didn't make mistakes. Like they were poised, they were confident. Um, can you char- chalk it up to just them being there once before, multiple times, having won one already? I think so. Andy Reid, the coaching staff, Pat Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, like our coaching staff. Have they ever been to a Super Bowl? I think our experience, I think their experience has a lot to do with that, absolutely. And especially yeah. Andy Reid being in like, what is, what is, is 10, what was this? How many Super Bowls is this for him? Uh, Six, five or six. Yeah. Like, you know, so I definitely think that that's got a, that's a factor to it. Um, yeah, I think absolutely. But, you know, that also leads, you know, to, to go to the glass half full here a little bit, you know, for as inexperienced as the Eagles roster and, and team was as a whole in a Super Bowl, I was really impressed on how poised they stayed throughout the entire game. Mm-hmm. They never, they, you know, I, we never once, at least 
me personally, never thought that we were out of the game until yeah. until the very end, obviously. And but I was never like, oh man, like I don't think Jalen. I think Jalen's cooked. You know, like it, it wasn't like it wasn't like oh four when we had that feeling with McNabb. Like the guys just rattled. Like I this this team was never never seemed rattled to me. All Even season if, long. Yeah, I, I, it's just it was, and that's the one thing I think the takeaway, main takeaway that I can think of that I'm really. I'm really impressed with, even though in a loss, you know, the biggest loss of the year, obviously. But in a game like that, it's so easy, especially with the lack of experience, to get rattled. Mm-hmm. And it never, I never had that feeling. Even when we were up, the Chiefs had us up against the ropes. You just felt like right before that flag, you just felt like, okay, we're somehow going to going to get out of this like we're going to tie it up or win it or something you just you just had that feeling the whole the whole time at least i did personally i don't know about anyone else on the on this on on the pod right now but i just felt like we were always in the game i think that i think the season as a whole was a tale two seasons right the beginning of the season offense is clicking uh defense making plays a lot of interceptions right second half of the season Offense still doing what they're doing. Jalen gets hurt, so the offense sputters at the end. Defense is still keeping us in games, right? Playoffs, man, offense firing all cylinders. Defense firing all cylinders. First two games. Mm. Last game, it's kind of like ugh. it was like a wet. It was like a it was like a dry fart, right? Yeah. It was like ugh, like you know. And 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 don't get me wrong, I, I don't want to not give flowers to guys who made great plays or played well. Jalen Hurts played a fantastic game. As the industry shifted to minus one screw up. Fantastic right. game. I don't think he overthrew, underthrew any any passes. Um I don't think he made a wrong read or or was nearly um, intercepted at any point. He took it upon himself to tie that football game back up. Yeah. Single handedly. You know your 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 running backs. Miles Sanders' first play fumble. Um, he didn't have a great game. You know, game while Boston Scott seemed like they picked up the load for that. Goddard had had a good catch or two. Um, offensively speaking, Quez obviously his drop. Pascal catch. Um, and AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are are studs. Um, so offensively, I think we're we felt great. I, I think our Offensive line d- did an okay job as well, um, except for a few plays here and there and a couple penalties. But offensively, I'm not concerned. Um, defensively, I think is where my concerns are moving forward. You know, looking past, looking into tomorrow. And so the let's future. T- let's talk about moving forward now. Let's talk about what what does this mean? The the moves in the coaching staff. 18, I got. I got to hear Bill. Eighteen free agents. Oh, Bill said he didn't have anything to say. Bill, so. you're not going to say anything about this game. I need. I need your. I need your words of wisdom. You don't want to hear them. This team disgusts me. Okay. Thirty-five points. Thirty-five points, and you don't win a football game. I would be absolutely fine if we cut every fucking player on that defensive side of the football. 
I don't give a fuck about one of these guys on defense. Nothing. No heart. John, you said it 100% correctly. This is 17 all over again. You had to make one play, one stop. You saw what Jalen was doing. He gave this team every will of a champion to win. He needed help one time. He said, I made one mistake. That fumble was fucked up. He made a mistake. You know, but he got it back. But he got it back. He willed. He literally picked himself up. I mean, went right back down. Made it twenty-one fourteen. I mean, this guy did everything, and nobody, not one sack, nothing. Mahomes was on one ankle, one ankle, and Gannon couldn't come up with anything to get in his face. I don't want anything to do with this defense. They were absolutely dead to me. It's did anything an come out joke. about the turf? Did anything come out about the turf yet? There's been there's been a few um, conspiracy uh, theories. Conspiracy theories. The one okay. that I, I don't the, even want to hear about that. Well, the one that I saw was the what they call the Godfather of Sod. He he has done all the Super Bowls up to this one. It was his last Super Bowl, and apparently he used to work for the Chiefs. Um, so I, you know. <laughs> they, they did percentages, 38% of Jesse would probably know better. Cue the X-Files music. I, I know that he, he saw this as well, but I think it was like 38% of the time Pat, Pat Mahomes dropped back the pass. We were slipping, but only 14% of the time where the, were the, the chiefs players slipping when Jalen hurts dropped back. We had to change our cleats numerous times and the chiefs didn't listen it, you could say, like, we should have ran a little more stop and goes then if that was the case. You know what I mean? Like, we could have taken advantage of it, too. I would have feel a lot differently if that Bradbury last play was a slip rather than it was a hold, right? If there was a play of the game where there was a slip that cost us something, right. I would feel a little bit more angry about it. But the fact that both players basically played on it and there wasn't a major issue to me other than – the defensive line not getting to the quarterback and slipping a little bit. We saw Pacheco after he ran in the end zone slip. We saw uh, Kenny Gainwell slip. We, we, it shouldn't be an excuse. It's going to be brought up just because there's a lot of tin hat, tinfoil hat guys out there. But you know, it'll be like uh, it'll be like the 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 Deflate Gate and everything else where they didn't have any sort of evidence. All right, oh, one more thing we put to bed. We'll just go around. I think I already know what the what what the answers are going to be, but would you have called that hold if you if if you were in 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 a referee uniform? I mean, if I was calling it earlier in the game, maybe. I think I think everything it's like basketball, right? If 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 fouls it's, are going to be called earlier in the game, then you kind of get an idea of what's going on. Um, personally, me, I, I I don't feel like you know. The NFL with $1.6 billion average franchises or something, whatever the NFL's worth, that they would let their biggest game of the year be be um, decided on a on a holding penalty. But I wouldn't have called it. Mm-mm. I mean, especially when there was Stage a hands to the, there was a hands to the face that they didn't call on the same play. Yeah. Um, you know, there's that. Both the gain wall drop, um, um, yeah, both that, both, or I'm sorry, the Quez drop, the defender got there early, 
and the uh, Devante catch that was a catch. The defender was there early, and the ref didn't call anything on either one of them. So, like, it, yeah, yeah it's, it's tough, but you, yeah, it, uh, you know, I if you're a good team, you get through, you overcome those things. And I guess, unfortunately, uh, we yeah. didn't overcome those things. Like, right. at this point, the roster needs to be tweaked a little bit. Before this game, I would have said we're set on offense. After this game, I want Quez Watkins to be unemployed Batman. <laughs> I, I started. I started looking back at his at the games this year. He had a couple key drops on beautifully thrown balls that they went to him in those situations. And it doesn't matter if you're the first to read, the second read, or the third read. If you get a perfect ball thrown to you, you have to catch it. It's your job. Catch Isn't the it weird? Football. Because I feel like last year he was the guy that would make like those those bang, bang, big catches that like kind of spark the offense back to life in games. Like he was the one making those plays last year. And again, I guess this is pre AJ Brown. So maybe he's just not getting as many looks, not enough work with Jalen. I, I don't know. Well, I mean, this is, he's entering the last year of his deal. So it's like you really, he really picked a poor time to uh, go in the can. It's like, the Eagles are going to have plenty of draft picks, and I wouldn't be shocked at all to see how he use use a, a third or a fourth on a on a wide receiver if a guy that they a guy they like falls a little bit because they're going to play that that play back. And I mean, let's not forget in his rookie year, he alligator armed a couple balls that led to interceptions. So like, it's you know who is he? Is he the guy that had one good year? And two bad years or so. And, and again, it's tough to bury one guy, but that's a perfect ball. He didn't even need to jump for it. And the reason he had to jump for it was because he fucked up running the route earlier in the play. Like Devontae Smith catches that ball and walks into the end zone. AJ Brown walks into the end zone. Dallas or uh, Dallas catches that ball and walks into the end zone. Like, if that ball comes to you, that was a perfect throw. Jalen Hurts couldn't have thrown a better ball. Any final thoughts, Bill? I don't know. It's it's. I guess I it's. I'm I'm hoping the universe worked out the way it needs to because. Obviously, getting the the the, the sectin, or sectin news before the game, you know, it's been it's been enough time to process that because I do think he's been a big part of Jalen's development. I think he is a really good, you know, scripter. But then, you know, he he just was able to see what Jalen was doing well those game like games. So the hope is, you know, um, you know Brian Johnson, you know, can step into that. But I guess point of this is. Um, I really thought that we dodged a bullet in, in keeping Gannon at first. But then when I started thinking about the game a little bit and how it played out, the, the, the disgust just swelled inside of me, knowing that at halftime you had nothing in your pocket to switch it up if you didn't think Andy Reid was going to come and make adjustments in the second half. And the fact that I don't blitz on this defense, well, guess what, fucko? Andy figured you out. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? I'm not trying to say you got to shut him down again. Shutting down Pat Mahomes for two halves. 
you know, I don't know if there's a defense in the league right now that could do that. But you just had to slow him down a little bit with what you saw in Jalen that game. And the fact and and the fact that we couldn't we we consistently blitzed on third downs and had no no exoticness to our defense or a guy on one leg. We should have brought the house on Mahomes that first drive in the third quarter every fucking play until we see what he could do. I mean, just sell out. You got the best cornerbacks in football. You tell me they can't lock up Juju and MBS on the outside for a few plays to see what's up with Mahomes, what he's got. Then it goes back to the talent level. The reality is our, is our linebackers can't blitz for shit. This is what happens when you pay guys league minimum. When you have a guy in Sean Bradley, a seventh round pick, Kazir White, a free agent on a one-year deal. Yeah, they're adequate. And for how bad our linebackers have been, we, I think we, we had a bit of fool's gold with these guys thinking that they're Super Bowl level, level linebackers. But what we saw is when there's a good quarterback against a good offense, they're literally a joke. It's like, watch, this game was literally a mirror game of the Dallas game in Dallas. Had that game in lockdown. Made one stupid play. I mean, the, the plays weren't the same that swung them. Per se, 30. But um, it's, it's just inexcusable. Um, you know, I, I, I was positive all up until we hit record. I was sunshine and Jalen's our guy and he is. And like, I guess every Philadelphia Eagles fan needs to go to bed at night thanking the gods that we have Jalen. Cause I think he is the kind of player that this isn't going to break him. Mm-mm. I think he's going to come back ready. And I think it just, you know, hopefully they give him the tools, whether it's the hot reads, whether it's actually a running, you know, I, you know, running back that picks up the blitz a little bit, whatever we, this team needs, you get, like Jesse said, we got to fill in the pieces. Um, because he's just too good. And I just really feel like, you know, the, the entire side of the defense, I'm not trying to put the team game. So this is a horrible thing to say because we, we, cause we did punt the ball twice. So it's not like we scored every play, but man, oh man, 35 points and you don't walk away with the win. I mean, that's just, that's just no other way to put it in epic failure. This was an epic failure of a game. That's that's the bright spot build that I think we take away from all this. I mean, we sort of going into the season, we're like, all right, well, this is Jalen's team to win or lose. And he obviously won us over. We just hope that it's not a one-year wonder thing, which we've seen in the past. But it's nice knowing that we have that guy for a long period of time. And that solves one of the major issues that a lot of NFL teams are going to have you know, from now until April, trying to figure out what they're going to do with that position. We don't have to worry about that. We got a lot of young guys on the offense as well, you know, mm-hmm. minus a couple things here and there. I think two positions, Jesse mentioned a third wide receiver and possibly a running back. Um, but other than that, I don't see our offense needing much more. We have the, the glue that keeps us together is Jalen, his ability to not only get better every year, which he's had, which he's done and his sort of moxie, his, uh, his attitude, I think, is is something that take, taking even as much as this loss hurts and kills us and scars us, taking away that he is our guy, I think, is sort of the really bright, bright side of this whole season. Oh, no doubt. I mean, you know, that's and I think that's the only reason there hasn't been 
oh, I don't know, about, about a million five people driving to various bridges and doing a hard right or left off of them. If we didn't know that now we're, this is, could be the start of that five, because it's tough to project, you know, 10, 15 years. You always hope that's the case. And a guy like Jalen, you know, I think has that staying power. But in the reality with the NFL, with just with how players go, because we're only going to have A.J. Brown for a couple more years probably because you don't give him a third contract when you got to pay Devontae in two years. So just shit like that. Mm-hmm. But again, how he's the proven window. that. Yeah, the window. But how he's proven that, okay, if you got that A.J. go, I'll get to go. I'll go get the new A.J. Brown maybe and stuff. So, And I think how he's age is a plus two that he's, you know, I think he's in that ground of experience, but like I think has that young fire in him still to prove himself. But I think with, uh, yeah, with, 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 with Jalen, I think it's simply, he gives us that shot every year to be, to be, we have a a chance to make a run. And it's just a matter of the defense showing up in big games. And, you know, this wasn't, you know, Daniel Jones or Brock Purdy or John Jack Johnson, you know, this is Pat Mahomes that, and I heard a staff before the game. I don't know. I don't know if Jesse brought it up in the pre the, the game, the our last recording before the game. But I know I heard a stat that the Chiefs had the number one pass blocking offensive line in the NFL, and we and we obviously had the number one defensive line in sacks and pressures. So it's it's evident that a good offensive line can win you the game. And Mahomes, for I mean, we got in face a little bit sometimes. But he had all day, and when you kind of rewatch the game, I did, which I haven't, nor probably will I. I don't know if I ever will. Um, uh, Jalen was under constant pressure, so it's either I. It's one of those things that you know, I, I, our, our, o, the our O lines and D lines got beat up, and I just, you know. Just uh, I don't know why I brought that up right there because we really weren't segue into that. So I apologize. It's, be- it's because it's something that we thought the complete opposite was going to happen. I mean, you watch so many plays that Myelata and or like you know numerous plays where you saw Myelata pick up a Dickerson bl- pass blocking miss, and yeah, he's a road grader on the on the run game, but a few times he was just getting whiffed by on Frank Clark, and and Frank Clark and Chris Jones are monsters. I mean, they're Nick Bosa level guys. I mean, Chris Jones was lost his mind because he didn't win Defensive Player of the Year, so he came in fired. Like, you know, it, it that didn't get played up enough, and shame on myself for for downplaying some of these guys um, on the Chiefs side of the ball because their defense was literally a mirror clone of us. They'd have some games where it's like, wow, this is a top five defense, and some games it's like, Ugh, they won thirty seven thirty. Like, luckily they so. And, and but, but but what does Bagnola do? He says, "Fuck it." Second half, I'm blitzing like almost every play. I'm gonna mm-hmm. make Jalen make have to make plays to beat me, and Jalen did. And what did we do on defense? Oh well, this is our scheme. Love it or hate it, we win. We how we got here. Well, it doesn't matter how you got there. It's how you finish here. And you haven't played anybody that could even sniff Mahomes' jock to get to this point. So what do you got, you again? And good luck and fucking the the desert i hope you go oh and 17 you fucko how about also like the more we talk about this the more i want to place blame on the secondary more than anything because do it please crucify them because player yeah that that 
that first half of the season, I mean, they, they were playing really well. And to, to on the second half, and even the first half, Kelsey gets everything. He got thrown to him. He was wide open. Um, he, Juju in the in the second half caught like three or four balls, big balls. Uh, I know MVS caught one or two. I'll look at the. I'll look pull up the actual stats. I mean, Juju Smith Schuster seven for fifty three, not seven receptions for nine targets. Uh, MVS, excuse me, didn't catch anything. He had one target. Uh, Travis Kelsey, six for 81, one touchdown. We knew he was going to get, you know, if, if you we knew wanted, he was going to get his, we knew yeah. he was going to eat. I mean, it, it, I mean, I guess, I mean, really you look at, it, I guess Juju is really the one that they, they sort of let kind of go a little bit. But I mean, in those positions, I mean, I wrote down the notes of of key plays, and that Juju pass for a first down on the Chiefs' final drive, um, you know, um, what they else? They had I, numerous. I mean, see, the the thing with the Chiefs this game was they didn't have the forty six yard touchdown pass like we did to AJ Brown. They had the seven yard pass to Juju, the fourteen yard pass to Kelsey. The 11-yard dump off to McKinnon. That they dinked and dunked us. They paper cutted us to death. And then yeah. when Andy got in the inside the red zone, he finished the one time. And you know, and and that's the thing too. I mean, they missed that field goal. That's normally a 42-yarder. That's a chip shot for any NFL kicker. So we caught that break. So that's kind of where I look at the game. Yeah, Jalen gave him seven points on that fumble, and that's different than a missed field goal to an extent. But that missed field goal is like a turnover. All right, that's points. So. You know, we literally played the same exact game, but they just finished with touchdowns. And, you know, I think where I really felt we were in trouble was after they made it 24-21 in the second half, the first drive, where we got no pressure. We set no, like, and that's really where it was just insane that we didn't blitz when they were thinking and dunking. I don't, and I don't want to go into that, but the point of this was, when we came back down and only got a field goal, not matching that touchdown. Yes, we got points, so it was like something to be positive about. But that right there, I think, lit the fire under the Chiefs to be like, let's go. Because if we would have came down and made it and, and would have made it again, 31-21, they're down 10 right again. Again, not that Mahomes is the kind of guy that that would have defeated right then yeah. and there. But that mindset, I think, for the Chiefs defense was like, we can do this. Mm-hmm. And... And we only scored one more time after that. And we had the ball three times, three more times. So it's one of those things to where, oh, no, I'm sorry, we had the ball two more times after that, two more times. And, and the rally is she scored four times on four possessions in the second half, four times. I mean, that's like, you don't want to roll that way. I'm sorry. And, and, and that's what, you know, not that we're trying to go down this thing of a segment, but the, what really fucking sucks that I just need, need time to get past is we played an A minus game. I could even say an A game and they played an A fucking plus game. And mm-hmm. that sucks. Like if we like, not that I would have liked to think of Gus Cabo now, cause then we would have heard, Oh, see Sam Fran with Purdy would have beat you guys. And you know, all that bullshit. But you know, if we, like you said, if we would have slipped on a couple big plays and this and that, and they won by like 10, you know, 10, 13 points is like, well, 
you know, that's what happens when that's what happens. Like I said before, but we best teams at the highest level for blow. And we had them. We had our margin for error is paper thin. Yeah. I mean, it's a championship level and that's what it was. And it all goes down to, cause I know, you know, um, on Sunday, um, you know, we all get fired up and scream a lot. So it's hard to to distinguish our screaming rants, (laughs) but I'm going to say, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I'm going to say this: the one that I, Looking back, if I could have magnified more because I knew, and I, and I said it, but um, forget the penalty. Take the penalty on third down. Okay, we give it to them. They get it third down. Timeout. We didn't call timeout on third and 11 on the fucking drive that we didn't, in, that we didn't even score a touchdown on. That was the field goal drive that it's like, use your head, Nick. You didn't take it on third and nine. It's a 42. Why the fuck would you take it now when you're already in field goal range? If we had that timeout, John, we get the ball back with approximately 55 to 57 seconds. That is so Plenty much time. time Plenty to get of time. Field goal range. It's insane. And that was a weird so play. Different. And if you remember, that was weird too, though. I'm not making excuses for it, but that was the that was the catch to Goddard, right? Yes. He goes out of bounds. Correct. And and then remember, they were about to snap the ball. They threw a flag. They took the flag away, though. We got the ball right. first and 10. They we, took the flag back and they said it's a, it, it, they have time for a substitution. We didn't let them substitute. Correct. Let them do that. That gave them enough time. Challenge flag comes out. Call gets reversed. We're down to third down. And then he, we don't get the play call in. He calls a timeout. And so that's literally where I think this coaching staff needs to have things in place with Jalen to be like, get to the fucking line. You have these plays to know if you see and we're fucking up and these guys with all the coaches we have, we don't have somebody that literally hire a guy that his only job is there at the fucking play clock. And then when it hits a number, you cut Jalen, you give him a go and you just call the fucking play you have. But this whole bullshit where, oh, we got to make sure Jalen, this is college. Look over to the side, Jalen. Let the offensive coordinator see the defense. Fuck that. He's an NFL quarterback from the Super Bowl. Give this kid some fucking tools and, and you know, quivers in his uh, – I think it boils down to experience. And it's just like we – you know, this poor kid doing everything he can. And he has a bum shoulder still playing through an injury. Um, and and it's, just, it's just insane that it's that, – that, like that one timeout literally stole Jalen's chance at greatness. Because who knows? He could have hit A.J. Brown for a 50-yard touchdown again. On, on, on that drive, we could have got the ball back down three with 50 seconds to go. That is so much time to make shit happen. Like, I mean, that's an eternity to me. I mean, Patrick Mahomes two, two years ago against the Bills got that touchdown with like, wasn't it like 25 seconds? I'm almost positive it was under half yeah. a minute. And he yeah. went down the field and got a touchdown. Yeah. Like, but also, uh, Bill, don't, don't like even go even be, rewind it even before the penalty. I mean, you give Patrick Mahomes like twenty five yards to run on a on a bum ankle, like yeah, no, that's 25, what I mean. Like that's just like, like you're dropping it, seven back, and he's already run on you four times that game for like for decent plays. You don't have anybody like at least kind of monitoring back. You have to drop seven fucking guys for Juju and MVS in coverage. Like Jesse, like I was so like gonna be like, oh, Jesse's got lighting up with Gannon a little bit, and. The more I just hear, like, it just, like, literally, I, I, oh, my God, that motherfucker. Like, it's it, insane. 
that, I think, like, we just, like, oh, my God, 35 fucking points we scored in the Super Bowl, and they beat us. Like, Jesus Christ, how the hell does this fucking happen? Matt. Oh, God, sorry. Yes. Did anybody else see the, uh, the, the report that um, the, how Gannon found out about his interview? Howie Roseman was like, hey, brah, um, you're going to stick around to interview with the Colt or with the, the Cardinals after the game. So after the loss, the GM of the Eagles was like, yeah, bro, um, you should probably extend your hotel stay. I, I read today, too, that uh, that fucking um, Brian Flores turned down the job a couple days ago. He took the defensive coordinator job in Minnesota, and he said he just had a gut feeling it wasn't the spot for me. Um, Peyton turned him down. Somebody else, like three other three coaches turned that spot down. And it's like, and, and you're right, Jesse. They're probably like, we have two choices. He either gets buried in the desert or you work for the Cardinals. You choose Gannon. <laughs> you bring the yep. Like Matt, I think the one thing that you mentioned, though, I think is, is exactly the the Cliff Notes version of, the, of this game and how to win a Super Bowl. Mistake-free football. And at every phase of the game, we actually made a mistake. Quarterbacking, offensively, defensively, special teams, coaching. Yeah. Every facet, we made a mistake. They played a they played a, a hair better in yep. every category, and and the thing is, after that field goal miss, we missed. We went down like that was their only mistake, really. I mean, we had no sacks on a guy that's playing on one ankle. Well, and, and say what you. I know you. I know again, you guys want to just you know continue to nuke the secondary and and put the most of the blame on. It's the all their fault. The 110 percent. The Chiefs averaged Dickheads. six yards a carry the, the entire yeah. game. Yeah. And, and that happened. We, we talked and about what that. Did we say the week leading up. They're not. They gonna can't be run, on, run on, us. on us. They can't, can't run, on, us. run yeah. on us. They can't run on us. They can't run the football. Well, yeah. what happened I, to us? Let your cox enjoy retirement, Fletch. It's been real. I don't give a fuck. Put a track in that spot next year. Average six yards. Wait, you're not coming to Wildwood with me this weekend to meet him? Yeah, yeah, he can wild my wood. (laughs) (laughs) Did anybody anybody else see that the NFL is probably going to ban the – our secret so, weapon on um, the touch yeah, push. The uh, touch push. Touch push. It, it just came across my my phone that uh, Sean Payton just came out and said we're gonna we're gonna beat that plane to the ground. Yeah, like him and Russ because Russ said he'll do it. Russ, Russ yeah. is like a clone of. I think Jalen Hurts is a better is a, like a better version of Russell. Like he's a yeah. true like you know leader. So, but point is is like. Russ has got that power bottom. Like I was going to say, he's probably other than Jalen Hurts, the the next quarterback you could think of, like like 100%. really taking 100%. advantage of that would be Russ. Yeah, but no, like, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. maybe Josh Allen too. Josh Allen probably. If you don't Lamar, like it, maybe. stop it. Nah, Lamar, maybe. Thin, but he's, yeah. Hey Jesse, that hey John, that Howie uh, mentioned about Gannon. Hey, you're sticking around. Is that how you took that? Was like. Hey, you're sticking around because you're not coming back with us, or or did you, or did you mean that in the fact that hey, the Cardinals called, they want you to stick around and interview. I I think it was, I I think it was more of um, I don't want to see your fucking face in my building ever again. So maybe uh, stick around. Okay, because it was odd to me that he didn't address 
um, anybody at the end of the game. Yeah, like the fact that he just left, wouldn't talk to the media, just left. I mean, there's no way so, Howie didn't just destroy the press box he was in. I would have motherfucked that box up and but, down and just destroyed well, because it. Because if you, if well, I think the way Howie did it, the way he did was he let Gannon know, like, look, dude, I'm I'm fucking done with you. So if he doesn't get the job or take the job, you haven't officially fired him. So if you have to make culpa it, you can. What about the Vic Fangio stuff too? That that seemed odd, you know, 10, they 20 just, minutes before game time. It's like, oh, Vic Fangio has signed a two-week deal with the Eagles right before the Super Bowl to uh, help help them with the defense. Why wouldn't we just hire him? Why do we? Why are we talking about Van Joseph now trying to get released maybe? Because well, Fangio, Fangio already signed a contract. He did? Yeah, he's the yeah. coordinator of the Dolphins. He had time off. And they were hoping that they could pick his brain from his time playing against Mahomes to help us. Yeah. That's All I know is we saw how I, that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> he gave us the wrong playbook, apparently. <laughs> I, I, I just want I just wanted to hire a coordinator. All right, good. Vance Joseph is released. It's either it's either us or the Broncos are gonna get him. So hopefully the Broncos hire Rex Ryan, that fucking bag of wind. Good luck with that, Sean Payton. Well, um, I, I will say this. I, I saw I just, a stat earlier. It was like uh, Vance Joseph led the league in blitz rate at like 38 34. Yeah, 34.8%. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't personally want them to hire someone from within because if you're going to tell me that the defensive line coach that we currently have or the cornerback coach is going to be – I feel like we're going in the same direction we went before. No. From our I'm, I'm okay with Brian Johnson getting the nod because he worked close with Jalen, the quarterback coach. Yeah. You know, I, I think the reality, too, we got to prepare for now that, you know, Don Johnson's call him Coach Nick. And we're going to see what Coach uh, Nicky Pants has, because I think next year he's going to step up and be a big part of the play calling. You heard it here first. I think he's going to assume that role. Who's I this? Think Nick Sirianni. He I already think, said today he wasn't going to do it. Well, I don't. I, so, so they're going to give it to a, a first time offensive coordinator and Brian Johnson. if They promote him. He's going to call every play from a quarterback coach to a game caller. It's what he said today in his press conference. He's, uh-huh. He likes he likes not calling the plays. He gives him a better feel for the game. He lets him talk to the, lets him talk to the players when they come on the sideline, et cetera, et cetera. And I believe right, well, that guy's we'll been. I believe he's called plays before, played, just not at the NFL level. No, yeah, he, he came from Florida. He, he was down and he was down in Florida State. Um, I don't know if he was their O coordinator. And I mean, he knows. But here's the thing. He knows Hurts' strength. Oh no, I'm fine so, with it. No, I'm actually much better with this. I, I, I much feel I feel way, way, way more comfortable with this situation than bringing in somebody from the outside and saying, hey, Jalen, learn a new system, learn a new play. This is going to be they're going to probably keep so much shit the same that they can. Well, um, I, I also think, Bill, that he was getting looks from other teams. So no, I mean, that's the thing, too. So, I mean, you know, no, like, let's stay up stay inside here. of the ball. I feel totally good on. But I'm with you, John. I want somebody experienced. Like Van Joseph to me is like almost Van Joseph or, or bust a guy that's controlled a defense that's yeah. had success. He had the Broncos in 17, the number three defense. Like he's done it. You have talent here, dude. You can help us he, figure it out. He's done it though, Bill. But like, I don't, I don't really f- remember him being like, man, Van Joseph. Like, well, that was, his, I mean, he was the head coach of the Broncos for two years. That's how he got hired in Denver. And when he ran the defense, they were in 17, he was their head coach for two years, and I think they had the number three overall defense. And then last year in Arizona, they had the number 11 overall defense, and they had 
fucking dead wood back there for players in Arizona. Jesse so would I, Jesse would know better. He would he could probably pull up a list of like D coordinators that are available. Or I think he's probably the top of the at this point, dude. I think he's probably top of the list unless there's like you don't want Rex shot. Ryan. What's that? Yeah, he's <laughs> he's the top of the list. Yeah, um, I think uh, unless there's the, like the another interesting hot thing shot. is going to be yeah it, when they bring a new guy in. What's his? What's he going to do with Jordan Davis? Well, yeah, no, I mean, I think you're going to have, you, you know, I don't know what kind of style of defense fan Joseph plays. I mean, clearly, I think between Davis and Milton Williams, at least for the most of the year, those two are proved. I mean, our D-line has proved to be our strength. I mean, I think they, they got beat up. They got exposed in the Super Bowl. But I think that's also the fact that our linebackers got more exposed that I think the D-line covered for them a lot this year. And then I think, you know, going back to, you know, I mean, if we're going to do other episodes where we really dissect the game, that's one thing I wanted to get into is that I'm mad at the D line for the no sacks, but the running game to the six yard of the carry bullshit, that's all Kazir White, TJ Edwards, and our fucking scheme that we play a base defense of a dime basically means we have five cornerbacks out there and we only have two linebackers who really aren't big guys. So our D line coverage guys. <laughs> and so basically, our D line would had their hands full with the KCO line because the best O line we saw all year, and our linebackers had to show up and make some plays, and they made forget making some plays. I mean, it was embarrassing watching Pacheco run like he was fucking, you know, like like Matt said, like he made him look like C Mac someplace. It's like, how's this get bounced I mean, outside? Like, what is he like? How the hell is he getting on the corner on us? Like, this is a rookie. Like, what are we doing here? Yeah, all I know is that uh, Nicobe Dean got himself a uh, starting, probably got himself a starting job next year Good. because. Good. Let, uh, yeah, Jesse, and, and, and the reason I want him at least, because at least he knows how to play winning football. And if, you know, let him take his lumps. And if he's that terrible, then you figure it out. But like, give this kid some grain. Give, give this kid some games. Because we need a guy like him, I think, for like a leader out there. Because that's one thing I definitely, I, uh, uh, CGJ is growing on me. Hopefully we, we resign him, but I, I think he's our Marcus Peters, our kind of give you the big hit, talk shit on you kind of guy. But I, we, we need a legitimate leader on defense. And I think maybe, maybe our best chance right as of now could be a Nicobe Dean coming in and blossoming into that like quarterback. Cause I think that's one thing we really lack is a guy that just like, and ideally it's your linebacker that's leads your defense. Like, you know, he doesn't have to maybe be your best player on defense, but he has to be like your leader, your guy. And I don't think TJ or Kazir White have that in them. Um, and, you know, a guy like Hassan Reddick or Josh, like they're, like, like they're just D linemen. And the same with our corner. So I really think a guy like maybe Van Joseph comes out or somebody experienced comes in and is like, we need help up the middle. But, you know, I. If one I remember he, he worked with uh, Hassan Reddick too. So, so you no, know, totally. I mean, there's ties there, and so I guess I'll, I'll end it on this: that I, I'm going to order a big old thick pad of uh, thank you letters and continue to write them to Howie throughout the <laughs> off season, and trust that he makes the right moves because we're going to have to grab a couple guys here and there, and like, you know, the veteran minimums like the Kazir Whites again and shit like that that contribute next year. Like that's the recipe. And, and, and don't worry, fans, our producer, Metal Matt, they're already working on spreadsheets for the uh, combine <laughs> and draft right around the corner. 
we're going to have draft fit for you live. Well, it's, 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 I'm glad that we're able to, you know, get a lot off our chest this episode, uh, rip, rip some band-aids off and just like the Eagles are already there. They're moving forward. They're moving on. It's in the past. Can't change it. Let bygones be bygones. Tip your hat to the Chiefs. Congratulations, Big Red. Let's look ahead to the 2023 season. And, I want a rematch. And, and I want a rematch be a, this it's year. Gonna Run be it a, back. It's going to be a. It's going to be a very interesting and exciting off season, as we've already started alluding to on the back end of this episode. So, for Metal Matt, Big John Stud, J Lo, Wild Bill, be good, everyone. Go Birds.